Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things and also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories and crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile and let you know you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alexandra. Hi, Anna. I was like waiting for the welcome to another episode. We're so excited to be spending some more time with you. How am I, you ask? Well, this is how I am. Do you ever have a moment? I'm now calling it an Amazon moment. Do you ever have a moment like this where you get a notification, whether it's email or text or whatever, that says that a package is on the way from Amazon and you have no idea what you ordered? That's like my daily or weekly life. That is how I am. <laughs> I, As I was getting on today, I, I was looking through my email and I saw a notification like, your package is on its way. And I was like, no idea what that is. So it's like Christmas sometimes with Amazon. That's usually a sign to me that I need to do like a, almost like an Amazon, I don't know, fast and just fast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And just not. Yeah. I think some of these things, oh, you know what it is? Okay. So we're doing a March Madness basketball tournament at school. And so I bought some prizes already for it. And I realized I was like, I'm on top of it. This is why I don't do things early because I ordered them early. This tournament's not going to be till March. And then as I was telling my colleague or showing my colleague, like, look, all these things that I got for prizes for the kids for the tournament, I realized I only like we're having three grade levels compete, which means there's going to be a team of five from each grade level, which if you do the math, that's 15 children who are going to be receiving a prize of some sort. And I bought enough for like one team. Oh, well, I mean, if it's a competition, wouldn't only one team win? No, because we only have time enough to do one grade level a day. So there's going to be like a winning grade, a winning team from each grade level. So I need three Uh, teams worth of prizes. You're really good at getting prizes for for people and for things like you did that for trivia and finding trinkets and you're good at that stuff. You know why? Because I'm I'm Russian and we collect tchotchkes. (laughs) I was just talking to someone about this the other day because everyone does things differently. We were at a birthday party recently and Eli does pretty well with like whatever the stuff is, you know, like the party favors But I was like, I'd be the mom who'd hand out books. Like, that's how ridiculous I am. And we don't really like hold on to tchotchkes, even though technically I am Russian. But I'm like, no, a lot of my tchotchkes are just in a box because, right, like I don't, they have some familial connection, but I don't like having them out because then I'm like, like I dust anyway. I mean, that's what goes through my head. Like, it just gets so dusty. It's not like I dust anyway. But I just, it's very interesting. But yeah, you are, that's a good, that's a good point there, my Russian sister. Yeah, I say that as my background right now, I've got my samovars on display that I was handed (laughs) down because they needed a home to go to. So I've got the samovars in the background. I'm staring ahead at me, uh, like on the top of my piano at a bunch of matroshkis, like 
and yeah, and my peace donkeys are over there on display. Mm-hmm. It's real you definitely carry like the Russian culture way more in your house. Although I have my wine W with all my wine corks and Anna has her wine G with all her wine corks, but you carry that cultural thing much better than I do. Mine's way more felt than yours. <laughs> but I think that's only because when I bought these letters that house these wine corks, I think I had already been collecting wine corks like in a in a little bucket thing. Yeah. So then when I got the G, um, I was like, oh, no, I'll just put them in there. And it looks like I've been drinking a lot in a short amount of time, but I haven't. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I have, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, so Alexandra and I were talking because we came off of a couple of really heavy weeks. She had like the worst week of her life in a really long time, not too long ago. And then I feel like I was just expressing my woes and promising Margo that I was going to take care of myself and then didn't. Don't get mad. But then, yeah, things were just kind of really down and difficult and hard. And I was like, is it the full moon? Is it energy, just the planet energy, like what in the Sam hell's going on? So today, instead of going down that route, even though I started off with saying like about my Amazon notification thing, like, I don't know what I bought. We wanted to keep a little lighter today for you. Yeah. Why not? You know, people, it's interesting because I've had friends who will go, oh, January is the longest month ever. And even though February has the shortest amount of days, I also know people who feel like February just drags on and on. And um, yeah, let's bring some levity back to that. And who knows? I think I feel like Mother Nature is kind of pissed off. There's some energy going on. We're in the age of Aquarius, which brings can bring some conflict at the beginning while people are growing. So I, th- I feel like in general culture right now, it's just a hot mess. Um, and I was like, I think I think we got to like bring it back a little bit, you know? I love that. So I'm going to start with a story Um, and tell you something that happened to me the other day, actually, Alexandra, after I was leaving your house after book club. Oh, okay. I do not know this story y'all. So, um, I'm excited to hear it. So there are a couple other ladies that join us for book club, as we have probably told you already. And one of them left Alexandra's house right before me. So we're kind of like caravanning down the street and then, um, we get like, to the space where we're coming out of the neighborhood and our friend drives in front of me. And then I come to where I have to turn right to go home. And the other day when I was driving there, there was like this big pothole with a big cone in it. And I was like, oh, so that day when that happened before the day of book club, I like drove around to the left of this big pothole with a big orange cone in it. So on the night of book club, when our friend um, took that right in front of me. I got to that part where I was like, Oh, that's so weird. And I even like, I said this in my head and maybe out loud, I was like, Oh, that's weird. I didn't see the cone. So I I wasn't sure if they fixed the pothole because the cone wasn't there anymore. So I turned right. And, um, our friend's car was just, she was driving ahead a little bit in front of me. And I see that she's driving with the cone underneath her car. that she had driven over the home and picked up the cone. And then, um, did you tell her? I did. She, she 
felt that she could hear or felt that she had picked something up. So she pulled over and I pulled over aside her and then her sister eventually pulled over too. And she was like under her car and it was like stuck right in the middle underneath the car. So it wasn't easy to get to, but I was like, I don't know how to help in this situation. I'm just going to stand here and be supportive. And like, as she's trying to get this smashed cone out from underneath her car. And then she finally did. And then she started walking back, um, to where the pothole was and, um, then tried to put the, the cone back. And so recently when I was at Alexandra's house, I drove by that very same place where the pothole was and saw this extremely smashed pothole <laughs> stuffed in uh, this extremely smashed cone stuffed into the pothole. So it hasn't been fixed, but I feel like the smashed cone kind of provides a layer. So you're not going to like, um, break a tire or pop a tire by driving over this thing anymore. So that was just kind of, that was really funny. I had a good laugh. Yes. So my HOA gave us an email that was like, we recognize we have a pothole and we're going to remediate it. And I, the first time I saw that cone went geniuses are like it is the most awkward placement of this pothole number one number two to just put a cone next to it i'm surprised someone didn't already drive over it because it's i was like not let's just say this i don't always find my hoa to be the smartest because i'm like really and right they're Yes, the participants live in this area, but I think some of the decision makers in the management company are like, this is what we're going to do. But that is hysterical because I did see it was like flattened in there. And I was like, yep, see, someone's going to drive over it. <laughs> Someone did. It was like, us no, from... Those are my people. It was it's us from book club. <laughs> my people who, who did it, but you know, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That, oh my goodness. That is funny. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, I was reflecting just like a side note about our book club is... Recently, I was, I've had several conversations with someone who has made comments over my intellect and like they've noticed the type of words, my vernacular, and it cracks me up a little bit because I want to be like, what kind of people are you hanging out with? (laughs) Because I'm like, because I was reflecting, I'm like, I, I'm around quite a few women who are very intellectual and who are very smart so when someone's like man I'm noticing the words you're using and I'm like I don't know in book club we talk like it's like whether it's book club or some of my newer mom friends I'm like I yeah no I guess I'm just around a lot of smart ladies because (laughs) I just had to pause for a second and I was I was like yeah you know I was telling a story about book club how we were talking about words and like vocabulary or something. And it was like, oh, that's really interesting. And I'm like, what? That they're like, my initial reaction kind of the almost offended reaction, which I'm not really offended was like, what? There can't be smart women out there. But then I just had to be like, what kind of people do you surround yourself with that that's what you go? Oh, this person used like big words. Um, It was just really interesting. But I just, I think for me, what I do, what the whole point of that was just how appreciative I am of really like curating who I'm around. Cause they say like the eight people you're around the most are the ones who influence you the most. And so I'm just grateful for the people that I do because I'm like, well, yeah, I can have some really good conversations and it doesn't matter what kind of words or how big of words you use, but it was just really interesting that someone happened to notice that and was like observant 
of that. And I'm like, I don't think about it that way because I'm around people who already do that. Anywho, thanks, book club. That person's like, I got a smart one here. (laughs) Why would you go Southern accent? There are smart people who have Southern accents. Of course there are. I don't know. You know why I did? Because I've had a couple sips of wine. Alexandra, wait wait to call me out. That's what happens. Okay. What's funny about that is we all noted because I used the word scintillating and then spelled it like I was in a spelling bee. And I'm like, we all know what the word scintillating. Oh, that book sounds really scintillating. And um, yeah, I think we kind of pride ourselves on it. Like not not in like a boasty way, but we're not afraid to show our smarts and use big words. Well, I guess I don't think of big words equaling smart, right? I don't think of it that way. I don't know. You're well-read. You're well-read. And if anyone's curious, the book we're reading right now for book club is called 10% Happier. And the author is somebody Harris. Is it Harris's last name? Dan Harris. Harris? I don't know. The book is like over there in my house, so I can't go get it. We'll put a link to it because it's actually, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. It's been, not that the other books that we've read for book club haven't been enjoyable, but this one is very, I like to say digestible. Yes, it is digestible. And um, we weren't using scintillating in relation to this book necessarily. I think we were talking about like some teeny bopper vampire gargoyle book that um, is making its way around our our family. I was going to say, I might be, I might be reading that as well. Um, It is Dan Harris, 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Yeah. I took that book home from book from you on book club night so that I as well could read it because it's making the way around the family, including our 12 year old niece. And she like digested this book in an, a day. She just ate it up um, because it is so scintillating. So she had a really good time with it. <laughs> and then our sister-in-law read it. And so it's making its way around. And some of the things apparently that happened in that book, which is not in 10% Happier, um, make our niece blush. So that was really fun. It is fun to see like the stuff that is starting to make her blush a little bit. Anything having to do with boys or like romantic things, which I totally remember that as a pre-adolescent and adolescent, whenever the adults would talk about things like that, how I'd be like so uncomfortable and yet so interested at the same time. <laughs> like this is making me uncomfortable, but I can't stop sitting here. <laughs> well, it's like they have a dan- you know, dance party. No, they were not having dance parties, but they were having dinner parties and they'd excuse the children at a certain point. But it's like we'd all, you know, hang out around the corner just to see if we could keep listening to what they were saying. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Alexandra, how was your week? Is there anything, any kind of stories you wanted to share? Any funny things that happened to you this week? trying to think I didn't really have anything funny I did um I think I I shared with everyone a while ago that I went for a walk with buddy one day and had a bald eagle fly right over my head and this time I did go for a walk with buddy and had two bald eagles flying over us which was pretty cool and I'm like where do you I mean I I I almost ran us off the path and the path kind of goes uphill on one side and downhill on the other and I almost ran us off the path towards the downside <laughs> a couple of times because I just had my head up looking at them. It was pretty cool. I was like, where do you live? What tree are you in? Where's your nest? Because um, we do have a lot of hawks around here. But that was kind of kind of a cool thing. 
Well, it is super cool. And especially in Colorado, like we've got some nesting areas for bald eagles. And if we were in Alaska, this happens like all the time, but in Colorado, it doesn't happen all the time that you actually see bald eagles. Like Alexander said, we have red tailed hawks that you see quite frequently in addition to magpies. Um, but because you said that, I wanted to look up what it means when a bald eagle crosses your path. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I looked it up after, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, you did? No. What did you find? Oh, no. It's better if you read it because I won't remember all of it. <laughs> okay. Well, um, what I just looked up is that the eagle is a symbol of strength, courage, and wisdom. So the fact that you saw two of them, you're getting like double whammy, which is interesting when you think about what energetically we have going on right now that the universe was like, you don't just need a little bit of strength, courage, and wisdom with one eagle. I'm going to send you two to like double whammy you. Yeah, I've definitely. And I mean, like Anna and I said, we're going to, we're going to take a little break from some of the personal stuff that's been going on, but I'm definitely at a crossroads, got some turning points that I'm facing right now and trying to figure that out. So when I saw the two eagles and it took me a moment, I was like, am I seeing this correctly? Um, but I definitely have been asking for some signs or guidance. And I just, I was like, oh, okay, I'll, t I'll take this. This is nice. And um, it doesn't necessarily always help in the moment when you're like, Hey, this is kind of stressing me out, but it did give me pause in a moment to go. All right. You like be more patient, be more patient. And there's such, such beautiful and majestic creatures, like just so cool. And two, you're right to see two together is where we're from is not very common. And we have, um, there are a couple of like Colorado wildlife cameras set up where the nesting areas are. And usually the mama is with the eggs and the daddy's off hunting or the daddy's with the babies and the eggs and the mama's off hunting. So they take turns. So to see two together, I don't think is very common. That's why I think it took me so long to figure out if I really was looking at two bald eagles, but the white head, I was like, Nope, those are, those are pretty white heads there. Um, and because of that, because I usually they fly, but they, it was, it was actually pretty beautiful to watch them fly because of how in sync that they were. So that was really cool. I just love that you refer to whiteheads as pretty because usually when I see whiteheads, they are for popping. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so They're squishy and you need to pop them. So you saw these two pretty whiteheads. <laughs> Um, for many Native Americans, the eagle is also a symbol of the great spirit. So in addition to symbolizing strength, courage, and wisdom, it's a symbol of the great spirit. And some people think or feel that they represent a sign from the spirit world. So the, the fact that you saw not just one recently, but then two, um, I have no doubt that there are some loved ones crossing your path. Um, the bald eagle is a powerful totem animal animal and can re represent many things in the spiritual realm. It might be a sign that you need to take action in your life, Alexandra. The eagle can also <laughs> represent freedom and new beginnings. I'm not shocked at all. Right. <laughs> many stories about the spiritual meaning of seeing a bald eagle. One story says that if you see one, it means that your prayers have been answered. Um, seeing a bald eagle is a sign of good luck. Um, sign of spiritual existence, um, said to represent the highest ideals of freedom and democracy. We know that, like, oh, America, yay. Symbol of hope and new beginnings. Yeah, it's interesting because the day that I saw them was just a really hard 
morning with work. And so I, w- I was kept telling myself, okay, we're going to go for a walk and this will just help me work through it. Um, and it, and it did a little bit. I mean, once I saw the bald eagles, I was like super fascinated in it and it kind of mellowed me out a little bit. <laughs> was, yeah. Fits very nicely. Fits very nicely. They're just so beautiful and huge. I remember that one time when I lived in a house that was near an eagle refuge, a bald eagle um, refuge area and a nesting area. And I was driving home maybe from church or to church one day. And I saw there was this like most national geographic moment where this huge, right? And they're huge birds and it's huge wingspan. And so they swooped in and then landed on the ground just long enough, like boop, 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 and picked something up and like flew off it. But they're just the flapping of the wings to get themselves up. Like it was such an effort indicating like usually birds are light, like they have like really teeny bones and teeny brains and really big eyes. But this one was just like whoosh, whoosh. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I mean, I, I find I'm more appreciative of as much as I can gripe about suburbia sometimes in the cookie cutter areas, I do appreciate the National Geographic moments that we have around here and kind of the simplicity of it. I was reflecting on that. Like, I don't mind being in a quiet area where it's pretty simple. And yes, it can be cookie cutter and not very exciting, but I think I'm okay with that because I don't need any additional drama (laughs) right now. So, well, so I'm going to wrap up with this from this article that I just Googled and I picked the first one, y'all. So there are probably other sources and resources out there, but this I just picked for today's conversation. Okay. In Native American cultures, the eagle is often seen as a messenger from the creator carrying important messages or signifying a time of change. Hmm. Also relevant to you, Alexandra. In many Eastern philosophies and religions, eagle is seen as a symbol of enlightenment due to its ability to soar high above the rest of the world, represents spiritual transcendence and a higher state of consciousness. I like that. And of course, as I said, associated with freedom and liberty because they're not commonly found in captivity. And seeing an eagle can remind us of our power and potential. So maybe the universe... As you were talking, um, I, you know how sometimes when someone talks while you're talking and then the word that you're saying gets melded with whatever a person is saying. So I was going to say like, maybe the universe is, you know, reminding you of your power and potential. Um, but because you were talking, you said something at the same time I did, I almost said the university is reminding you of your power and potential. Yeah. That'd be the university of life. (laughs) Yes. Life's university. Oh, heck yeah. That's the bald eagle. I'm glad that happened for you. That's really exciting. Anything else? Yeah. No, no, not really. I mean, I have some um, broken windshield wipers. So that's been hysterical because um, they. Fly. I heard this noise on the side of my car and I thought, oh no, something again is wrong with my car until I realized that a whole part of my windshield wiper had kind of started to rip off and so it was flapping on the side of my car as I was driving (laughs) and I was like oh okay that happened kind of like pulled that off made a mental note you know because we have a snowstorm coming I was like I gotta 
got to get those fixed. And then the other one, same thing happened. So every time I use my windshield wipers, it's like this little squiggly thing. And I was like, mm, I'm that car. I'm like, hey, check out this cool white Audi I drive. And my, uh, yeah, my windshield wipers are a little defunct. There's a store not too far away from where you live called Schmato Schmoan. Oh, what? Yeah. And they sell windshield wipers there. That's shocking. I didn't know that there were any yeah. stores that sold auto parts for the common folk. Yep, sure do. So you don't even have to like order online at Amazon. You could like walk to a store, tell them what kind of car you have, and they'll be like, these are the windshield wipers you have. And y'all, I'm just going to brag on myself for a minute because I was very impressed with myself when after divorce, I, I was having issues with, with windshield wipers. And I'm like... I think I picked some up at Schmalschmart and um, I'm like, I'm just going to have to figure this out. And I YouTubed it. I still have to YouTube when I change out my windshield wipers um, because it's not like muscle memory. It's not something I have to do very often. Um, But it's amazing to me how many things are on YouTube now. You're you're pretty good at YouTubing that home stuff. I mean, recently, um, I think I have another toilet that the guts are going, and I was like, oh, "No, I can help with that." I, I know, can, and it will I not take two person. hours this time. It will not take. It two doesn't hours take time. two hours. I lied. I inadvertently lied that time. I did. It. I said to to have this window of time because it was like, gonna, who knew how long it was going to take? Maybe it took me that long to do the toilet that time. But no, it's like 15 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Yeah, that's true. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundle, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. I do have one more. So it's kind of a mom fail, but it was a little hysterical. So at Buddy's school, they um, were they had this little time set apart in the afternoon where parents could go and help their kids wrap a box for Valentine's Day so that they've just asked and especially in his class his class has gotten a little bit bigger so they're like don't don't ask for the kids names like just whatever Valentine's you do if you want to do them just put the from part and so the kids make these boxes and I'm like oh okay they're like bring a tissue box bring a shoe box whatever you want and I'm looking around the house like haven't had Amazon come recently don't have any shoe boxes, but we have, we use like small um, Kleenex boxes. So I was like, maybe that would work. And so I show up and luckily I had already sent buddy with one small one and I found another one. So I brought two of them and I was like, somehow I'm going to figure this out. And I show up and I mean, good grief, Charlie Brown, these parents, I mean, these kids have, I just was, I was impressed. Um, and then there's like Buddy's mom sitting at the table with the butcher paper, glue sticks and tape. Every It was almost like it could have all been in my hair. I'm doing like the side, like, you know, where you put your tongue out of your mouth and you're like, you know, your concentration and you're like, oh, I got this. I can figure this out. And so I start 
putting them together. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just put them together and make them into one box. And then I was like, well, nope. So I took the whole thing apart. And he's like, mom, I just want the glue stick. And I was like, not right now, buddy, not right now. And then his friends are trying to run around and these parents are like perfectly wrapping their kid. I mean, just designed so nicely. And there's a part of me like, oh, I see you're going to be doing your kid's homework like for the rest of their life. Okay. All right. No, my kid's got to do some of it. I mean, it looks like Buddy wrapped it. And I always say this, I'm not good at wrapping presents. So it looks like Buddy wrapped it. So I take them apart and I made a little slit, like took off one side of each box and then put them together to make one big box. And then I wrapped it, rewrapped it with the butcher paper and then was like trying, he was more interested in taking all the stickers and putting them on himself than on his box. And I was like, nobody, they go over here. And then I was like trying to prompt him to write his name on it so that, you know, when I bring, and they're like, don't, don't leave them here. Just bring them back for Valentine's day. And there's a part of me that's like, why can't I just redo this at home to make it look like what the, I am not, but I mean, I, I was watching and some of the parents were like, you could see the discomfort of the parents. And I have to say that I'm grateful being an occupational therapist. Cause one of the things I've had to learn is to just let kids do themselves. Like, and I, I've coached a sit like paraprofessionals and I've coached teachers and I've coached parents. Um, cause we get this idea of how it needs to look. And so then as adults, we intervene. And so I'm looking at some of these like phenomenally looking boxes for their Valentine's and my kids is totally ripped and falling apart. And I was like, you know what? It's going to be just fine. Um, and so, I mean, and of course I was anytime something like that is happening and you're getting stressed out, seeing what these other parents have and how perfect their kids are, their little boxes are. And so I'm like starting to sweat a little bit, had to like take my jacket off, pull my hair back. (laughs) Like, let me go over here and stretch it out for a moment so I can continue to make this as disastrous as possible. Valentine's box Olympics over there. Oh my gosh. And the director came by at one point and she's like, Oh, Oh, good job. Alexandra. Oh, that looks so great. Oh, buddy. Look at your okay why don't you bring that back when it's valentine's day oh okay and then she just like moved on to talk to some other parents and i was like yeah all right all right lesson learned mom lesson learned but at least i i mean i sign i've been trying to sign up for whatever he's doing it's hard sometimes because some of the stuff they do i can't because of work but like we're gonna bring something for the valentine celebration And so I'm trying to like sign up for stuff. He got his like school pictures and going to order some school pictures, but I'm just like, oh my God. And all these other parents, I mean, and at one point, like this dad kind of looked at me as I'm struggling, you know, like I said, tongue outside my mouth, trying to concentrate really hard. And he just kind of did this, like almost a a bless your heart nod, like, "Mm, mm, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And his head, he's like, you got this girl. You got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was a little embarrassing, but I, you know, at some point I was like, I just kind of default to like, no one's in my situation right now. So this is the best we're going to get out of me today. (laughs) You're doing the best you can with what you've got. 
and it's amazing. So just hang in with that. Next shoe box. Now I'm like, all right, maybe I need to go get some shoes. And we're just gonna keep gonna keep those. I'll maybe I'll just wrap it this year for next year. And then just pull that sucker out and be like, we already have it, buddy. Mama's already on it. Yeah, we got it. Well, and it they were talking about that on the radio the other day, like how intense um parents and kids got with those boxes. I don't know what they do in the classroom anymore since I work in a middle school and we don't do those things. Although I did go to the store the other day because I do like to treat our teachers and staff with some Valentines and then I had to pick with something some up more, for some more prizes. <laughs> yes, but not on Amazon Al. No, I went to the Schmink Schmoopers, okay? Yes, yes, more things to give away. More sugar to sprinkle literally because these things are sugary and then like I'm coaching volleyball again and and we have a practice on Valentine's Day and the other coach that I coach with won't be there this Valentine's Day so she gave her Valentine's on Thursday and I was like oh like we're already doing that and she's like I got, I got this covered like and um she <laughs> she got them like of course sugar but her Valentine's were like the seagulls um from um Nemo that are like mine, 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 oh. mine, mine, because we're really coaching them to say mine, 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 call the ball in volleyball. And um, so it's just really cute what she put together. So I picked up a sugary treat as well and need to figure out something else to do for them. I am way off track. Oh, I think that was all to stay like trying not to make it such a big deal, but it's it becomes such a big deal. Valentine's Day. Well, and I was surprised. I did I did order some valentines for buddy to give to his classmates and i found some star wars ones and i was like cute except they don't come with envelopes so it's either these giant ones now that are like full-size cards or just like the miniature cards which i'm like i have to keep my i have to check myself because i'm like he's three i'm not i'm not gonna be the mom who overdoes this or i'll be very curious to see what he gets so they're like little cardboard they're small they're cardboard there are no envelopes and i'm just having him sign his name because he can spell his name now so i'm like just spell out buddy and we will give this to all of your friends but i'm like i cannot stress out about this like and it's spirit week so i have to go back and look at like okay what do you have to wear tomorrow oh my goodness and this is this is like pre-preschool. Like we're not even into elementary school. We're not even into that stuff yet. This is like, yeah, the kids have no idea what spirit week is, except for he's excited because there is a day he gets to wear his jammies because every morning he's like, is it jammy day? And I'm like, not today, bud. You got to, we got to wear some clothes except for Friday. Welcome to the rest of your life, at least for the next five or six years while he works his way through preschool and elementary school. Um, putting together really fancy boxes. I recommend that in about December, because stores stop selling Christmas stuff around then and then start putting Valentine's Day stuff. I recommend going to the dollar store around then. And yes, anymore, you get these boxes with just a paper and you fold the paper over and you can sign it, you can't sign it. And then you can tape a <laughs> it's exactly it. You tape a piece of candy to it. And there's your Valentine anymore. Oh, well, I didn't. That's hilarious. Candy. Dang it. All right. I'll go get some candy. Yeah. You, you got to go get some candy. And I suggest nothing with nuts. Maybe not chocolate. No, not it's a nut-free facility. I can't bring anything with, with nuts anyway. Yeah. 
I got a box and it, what's fun is that um, they're actually gluten-free, which doesn't mean shit because they're loaded with sugar. Um, but like Schmoopers has a box of Rice Krispie treats, like many, many, many Rice Krispie treats. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, it's probably like $18 a box, but well, <laughs> worth it. Or if worth it's it even for still... your child to have a good reputation at school at the age I'm of three. Trying. I know I'm trying. At least he does have two friends and it's adorable because they, he tells me all about his friends and sometimes you don't, you don't know like what the relationship is like, but seeing them and they give each other hugs and these other little boys walk up and they see them and they're like, buddy, and then give him this big old hug. And it's really cute. It's really cute to see. That is cute. You know what is also cute? Looking up Valentine's Day stuff on the internet. I feel like if I could, I'd be giving you some puke emojis right now. Not that there's anything wrong with like the romantic stuff. And no, romance is great. Love is great. Celebrate your people all the time. Hugs and kisses. People know that you love them all the time. And still, I found an article about Valentine's Day traditions around the world. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's see. Okay. Um, Blah, blah, blah. There's the history of St. Valentine. It's actually an Orthodox icon, which is really cool. Valentine's Day traditions around the world isn't just about flowers and chocolates, although that's what we seem to do here. Um, In Argentina, week of sweetness, um, they don't celebrate Valentine's Day in February, but the week of sweetness in July. It's the day when lovers exchange kisses and receive chocolates and other sweets. In the country, the day actually started as a commercial invention, but later became Valentine's tradition. (laughs) France believe that the first ever Valentine's Day card was originated in France when Charles, the Duke of Orleans, Orléans, Orléans, sent love letters to his wife from the prison in 1415. That is so romantic. Wouldn't you say? Sure. You know, I'm going in multiple directions with that one. I'm like, number one, your person is in prison. Um, So that's a little weird. Two, it is nice to still be like, I still love you. And I'm going to send you some letters. And then, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it'd be a little awkward. Yeah. Well, prison letters. South Korea, the romantic couples in South Korea celebrate the day of love on the 14th of each month. The day of roses is celebrated in May. Day of kisses in June. Day of hugs in December. This is all in North Korea? South Korea. South And single people celebrate the Black Day in April by eating black noodles. Is the Black Day like Singles Day? You know, I don't know. We're dark and depressing people, I suppose. In the Philippines, Valentine's Day is a time when many young couples marry in an event sponsored by the government as a form of public service. Okay, giving back. Let's give back to our government and get married. Okay. Yeah. Ghana, February 14th is National Chocolate Day. I do Ooh. I do like chocolate. Well, and there's some good chocolate that comes from there. Yes. Bulgaria, Day of Winemakers. February 14th, Saint Trifon Zartan is celebrated in Bulgaria, which means Day of Winemakers. Uh, people celebrate their love with a glass of wonderful local wine. I could get on top of that. In Wales... Valentine's Day is celebrated um, actually on January 25th. 
and I'm not going to be able to pronounce how you say that. Um, on January 25th, lovers exchange unique and beautifully handcrafted wooden spoons to each other. And that's a tradition that's been practiced since the 16th century. Wooden spoons, Alexandra. Do you know what I, um, our mother's I mean, going to kill it. Kill me I for saying this. I feel like, but, you know, is that just another tchotchke thing? Do you just collect them over the years? Is it, you know, we talk about anniversaries and, and which year of anniversary means what. And then I'm imagining like a clock. You can make a clock out of it. I don't know. It's very, uh, very interesting there. Um, wooden spoons, it, when I was growing up, were used for serving salad and also for spankings. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I you see you, it like that, it's like... They were not used that often for spanking, but it it, it may have happened. <laughs> yeah. So when I, I'm like, oh, they exchange wooden spoons. I have like a. <laughs> what size are these? Are these full size? Are they, I mean, this is where I go. Are they miniature? Are they? No, no. They're like normal sized wooden spoons. Look pretty intricate. In Spain, the Day of Love in Valencia of Spain falls on 9th of October. It's known as the Feast of St. Dionysius, which I thought was wine. Um, but apparently people make marzipan figurines and the figurines are made by men to give to their female companions and parades. That's fun. Southwest China has the sister's meal. That would be amazing for us. I'm looking at a picture of really cool costumes celebrated on 15th of March, which is the Ides of March. Beware. During the festival, women wear silver accessories and beautiful dresses cook various dishes of colored rice. Da, 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 da. Really cool. Denmark. So essentially, there's just some... The Day of Love is internationally recognized in different ways. So on the one hand, I think that is cool. I will say this. Because there's been so much division, so much discourse... Discord, not discourse. So much discord... I think it is pretty cool to recognize that internationally people are willing to, right? I, I usually say like, let's have more than just a day, but I feel like if you could create that kind of unity and community and see how you can impact culture and society as a whole is pretty cool. Like if every month there are people coming together, because I feel like right now, I think I said this earlier, you know, Mother Nature is kind of pissed off right now. But I think when we can come together and actually like come together is more than just a Hallmark holiday, essentially, and really show that appreciation and and compassion and love for people. I think that is pretty cool to say. I will I will say that. I love that concession. I also love that it's not right that around the world is not just a Hallmark holiday and that people are coming together, like you said, to celebrate each other and to share love because yes, I'm not trying to be all like gushy, whatever, but we definitely need more of that. And the fact that you said that mother nature is pissed off. Okay. Like (laughs) whatever your beliefs are in that, um, Alexandra told me about this show on prime called the rig R I G and, um, I highly recommend it. I don't know if there's there's a season one. I don't know if it's only six episodes. I don't know if there's going to be a season two. But y'all, at first I was like, 
what kind of scary sci-fi stuff is this? But then I hung in there and I watched it and I was like, hmm, this is a pretty good show. So worthwhile. Yes. it. I mean, to add to it, yeah, it does have some things that are happening within the show that have to do with weather and, and different things like that. So, and it is of that sci-fi nature, but yeah, no. And as you're talking about, you know, that collective, right. Talking about the collective and I'm thinking like almost like an, an Epcot center kind of thing where it's like, well, let me take my wooden spoon from Wales and go get my marzipan figurine of myself and like, and then move on to Ghana with the chocolate. <laughs> and like, yes. And your Russian tchotchke. Yeah, exactly. And then your American the paper folded over piece of shit. With a piece of candy attached to it because you feel like you have to. No, I mean, I still have a picture from like when Sean and I were first dating and he got me like really beautiful bouquet of flowers and some peppermint chocolate. And it was it was super sweet. And he got up extra early from work to have it out so that it would be the first thing that I saw for the day. And it was just a really sweet gesture. So I think there's that part of it, which is which is really cool. But yes, when people feel forced to do it, I think is part of the problem I have versus wanting to do it and wanting to express that. 100%. And I think yeah. that's a great note to make of any point of giving, whether it's Christmas or Valentine's Day or anybody's birthday or Mother's Day or Father's Day or Grandparents Day or Siblings Day or Cousins know, Day or Arbor Day. Like, <laughs> keep like, going. <laughs> When they, you feel like an obligation to give, it totally detracts from the meaning of or like the spirit that is meant from that kind of Well, and giving. not everyone has and I I I laugh sometimes at myself, but I I do think there's something to that whole love language piece. And not everyone is like I am not good at giving gifts. I'm not. But I, I do, disagree. Well, you are on. freaking awesome. I don't, but I do feel pressure sometimes along, like along the way of like, I need to give a good gift or I have to make sure that I, and it's not that I don't feel like I'm articulating that very well. It just doesn't come as naturally to me. Like I, I would show my appreciation for people differently, but these kind of holidays kind almost, it's like almost extra work. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, this holiday is coming up. Like, what am I going to do? Or someone was asking me about if I was going to do anything for buddy. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I like, I didn't think about it now. Like, um, so I, it's, it, it just doesn't come naturally to me, but I feel like sometimes these holidays, like it's great for the people where that does, but just because someone's love language might not be giving gifts doesn't mean that it's any less important to that. Does that make sense? Like you can show your appreciation in other ways, but we just tend to highlight it around these holidays as giving, which I mean, I'm a, I love Christmas. Like I don't have a problem getting ready to give gifts at Christmas. Like that's not a problem for me, but I'm like Valentine's day. What like my curmudgeon self comes out. Who's giving gifts on Valentine? Like isn't this cardboard piece of paper enough now if you get candy and tape it to it like come on I hear you 100% and I hear what you're saying about maybe it's not your natural love language I think I've just noticed over the years and knowing you that man like whoever you are with is one lucky person because you are so thoughtful 
And maybe it does take you a lot of effort and maybe it is stressful to think about like the perfect gift or the appropriate gift for a person, but you are like phenomenal in matching a gift to a person. Yeah. Thanks. That's really kind of you. I mean, um, and of course anyone who's going to be with me is going to be lucky. Hello. (laughs) Just kidding. But yeah, thank you. That's nice of you to say. Well, like I said, I think it's, it sometimes stresses you out and maybe, uh, it puts you in a different space and it doesn't come naturally, but yeah, I think anyone who's with you is, or is a friend of yours or knows you, um, is really lucky because you do put a lot of thought and intention into how you show your appreciation and love for people. So I'm just going to say that, um, before we go and speaking of like Valentine's day and the day of love, interestingly enough, which is going to be a hashtag on one of our pages. Peaches of merch. <laughs> One of our peaches of merch is going to say hashtag interestingly enough. On the way home recently, I was listening to the radio and the song by Sam Smith called Unholy. Oh boy. Was playing on the radio. And it's not I, really in line day with of Valentine's love? Day. I was going to say, I yeah. don't really find that as a love song. No, no, it's like opposite of, but I like, I just wanted to get your thoughts, opinions, or experiences with this song before I share mine. Oh, well, I mean, like other songs, it's, it's catchy. The lyrics, in my opinion, are horrible. Um, and then I wonder... I've wondered before because I have paid attention to other lyricists and people who write songs and and it's interesting to hear the types of songs that they write. And I'm like, who who was like, you know what? I'm gonna write a song about cheating and someone who has to go cheat. You know, it's it's just interesting that I'm like out of all of that, but it's catchy and and people are responding to it and it's had a lot of chatter around it. Um and there's like another song that's also about cheating that's really catchy. And I'm like, why is it the cheating songs are catchy? But yeah, that's about as far as I've gotten. And I think that's an interesting commentary. And that's what happened to me when I first heard the song Unholy by Sam Smith is the melody. Like musically, I was so drawn into this song and I was like, wow, like it's so different. And musically because I'm a musical person as you all know I was like holy moly this is like really creative and smart and just different and I loved that about it I was really attracted to the song and then like you said I started listening to lyrics and I was like holy fuck like now this because of the way that it musically intrigued people now we're listening to a song about how a man leaves his family and his kids at home and his wife at home to go cheat on her with this woman who is blatantly about like, spend money on me and I'll do whatever you want to please you. And it's just, it's just such an interesting social commentary on so many levels. Yep. And kids are exposed to it. I know, I know, I know. Like the girls, like it's, I'm listening to the radio. Like I take our, one of our nieces to volleyball practice with me and we listen to the radio on the way to and from, and sometimes it comes on and I'm like, holy moly. And she's, you know, we listen to this song and I'm, and I ask her like, do you actually 
to know what this song is about. And she's like, no. But I think to my 12 year old self, when I was listening to music back in the day when I was 12 too, and I had no idea what people were singing about, but I was like, okay, so I like, it's the same. We can like this song musically, but I need you to know that like morally, this song is not okay. Not okay. But then like listening to the beginning lyrics where he's like, you were telling me like all the things that you're doing that like your wife would leave you for. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. like, I don't, I think for me, I'm like, it's more like, all right, I'll give the recognition of both sides of this, but I also don't want to give it any more time. Like, I think that's where I come from of like, Yep, this song is out there. There are other ones. And and Buddy, like, he is picking up lyrics really fast. And then I just try, like, he'll, he'll ask me almost every song, like, what's the name of the song? But then, you know, and there are some of them where I'm like, oh, how do you, you know, how do you change? Like, he is definitely past wheels on the bus. Like, that does not interest him anymore. But then part of me is like, I don't want to give much energy to songs that are like that other than when we hear it. Like, I don't put it on at home. I don't, you know, I don't intentionally try and seek it out because I'm like, I don't want to give it any more notoriety than it has. Like, there are enough people who are and that's fine. And I think for me, I just wonder as a performer, or as a musician, I'm like, that's what you get behind. Okay. All right. That's what you get behind. Maybe you got burned. Maybe someone cheated on you. But I'm just like, you have an opportunity to impact people. And that's why I wonder, like, did you write this or did your record, like your, the company, um, what are they called? Like your recording company, but not that, like your management company, did someone else pitch it to you? And you're like, oh yeah, like that's where I go. Cause I, and I, I am like, I fully admit this. And I've said this about professional athletes. I've said, I've said, when you have access to a larger audience, in my opinion, I think you really need to think about what is your legacy? What do you want to leave behind? What do you want to like, is this what you want to be known for? Like, this is the song that you want to be. Okay. There are so many different topics you could want to be known for, but if this, okay, like that's all right. You know, that's your choice. And again, like I try and think of that higher level of empathy and I'm like, all right, but in my home, like we might hear it on the radio and yes, it is catchy. And, and it was, I agree, it was done smartly in order to be catchy. But it's also like, I can appreciate it for that musical aspect of it. But then I'm like, okay, I'm not sure that we're gonna, it's not like, I know, okay, I hope you guys don't get like super pissed off that I say this because I think Sam Smith has other good songs, but there's a part of me that's like, we're just going to take a break and see what else you come out with, you know, like, cause I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's not going to be one of your songs that when buddy's like, let's have a dance party or a sing party, like the lion sleeps tonight. You're going to be like, let's play unholy. Um, that's just not going to happen in your household. And I completely respect that. It's, you know, and I'm just wondering, like, if there's also a component of irony here, like, I I want to believe that this artist who is a an influencer um, doesn't have like, I, I just I want to be in the brain. And as a person who's hearing the music and knowing it's impacting little people and by young people, I want to know, like, what what was your point? What was your hope in releasing this song? And he's got some other songs that are controversial right now as well. And I'm just wondering, like, what 
what's your goal here? Because there are a lot be. of young people who are listening and get confused by, by messaging. And so I, yeah, I would love if like when music like this is released, the artist would be like, y'all, this is what this is about. And this is what I want you to take away from my art. And it could have nothing to do with that. It could just be something that they're going. I mean, if you think about certain rap lyrics, I mean, every, every genre, like there's, there can be lyrics that are controversial. So it's not just this particular point on like cheating there there's a song that talks about like who is it I can't think of it but it's like I would shoot myself in the head for you and I'm just like oh ah, no yeah what? Like it's, it's just weird but anyway it's it's another pop song but we'll come back to this another day I, I think it's it's just interesting to to think about that kind of stuff but Anno how do you want to let our listeners know they are not alone well, kind of relating, I guess, like there was another song that came on about like, I want you to be mine. <laughs> and every time I freaking hear that music, I need to turn it because I'm like, we are not property, y'all. We are not property. And um, we need to really, really reinforce to anyone who's putting messaging out there for for the public that like, stop it. And, and so if you also are feeling this way, when you're hearing music or poetry or reading books or taking in media of any kind that is perpetuating these harmful messages, you are not alone. That is not light, but it's what I've got for today. No, I know. Um, I would say, cause I do want to end on more of a lighter note. Um, if you have been in a situation, whether a caregiver or a parent or someone who has had to do something for your child's preschool class and it kind of ends up being disastrous, you are not alone. You are not alone. Yeah. And I think my STW joke of the day, so Shanti Wyman joke for the day is going to make you chuckle. Let's do it. Well, they always do. <laughs> I know, because we're still in the quality trickery chapter of the book. The joke of the day is, can you believe my wife told me to stop acting like a flamingo? No. I had to put my foot down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Buddy loves doing baby yoga, and then he'll do the, and he'll be like, look, I'm a flamingo. That's pretty cute. I love that. I love it. Well, anyway, you guys, whatever you're going through, lighter stuff, heavier stuff, um, jokier stuff, not awesome stuff, know that you are not alone. You've got friends in Alexandra and me. You can find us at the Russian sisters at gmail.com if you want to reach out. We are approaching our hundredth episode. And boy. Are we hoping to have some solid plans in place for that? So we're really excited <laughs> as we're looking forward we're to that. We're hoping to start thinking about doing something for that. <laughs> That's an amazingly way to put it. It's like we're hoping to start thinking about planning for the thing that is coming up that's pretty big. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share us, respond, email us, leave us a review. We're hoping to get some more reviews. So if you feel aligned to do it, please leave us a review. Yeah, we will chat with you soon. Know that we love you and we hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to the RussianSisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. 
Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 